Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And today we continue our series, Contemplating Mary to Contemplate Jesus. And we're continuing to work through her story found in Luke 1. So the story goes on. She's still with Gabriel the angel. He's still uh, announcing to her God's message. Um, And it says in response to Gabriel greeting her and saying, you are highly favored, you are full of grace. The text says, but she, Mary, was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. Can you imagine? She wasn't planning on this. Her life goal wasn't, I'm going to be the mother of the Savior. Um, She was engaged to Joseph. She's anticipating marrying Joseph. I'm sure she's anticipating starting a family with him and a household with him. And then all that would entail being settled in her village, being part of village life, being part of the synagogue life. And Gabriel shows up with a message from God that completely upsets everything. That's a really important important backdrop to have in the story of Mary. Because at the end of this conversation, she says to the angel that um, let it be to me as the Lord will. She she surrenders fully and freely to God's will. But it wasn't God's will in the sense of the Lord has given me the desires of my heart. It's God's will in the sense that, that um, he's inserted something into her life that she did not plan on. And secondly, remember, she's going to be pregnant with Jesus before she's married to Joseph. So, so from a human perspective, from the surrounding community, community, scandal has just been inserted in her life from God. And she has to live with this. And she says yes to God. It, it amplifies how powerful her yes is. It goes on, and, and the angel Gabriel says to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and she'll call his name Jesus, and he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Now, at this point in the story, what I want to talk about is an idea I mentioned a few episodes back, that Mary is Theotokos or Theotokos, depends how you pronounce your Greek, um, T-H-E-O-T-O. K-O-S. It's a Greek word. It means God-bearer. And in the early 5th century, in Ephesus, the same Ephesus that's in the New Testament that's now ruins in um, western Turkey, um, there was a great council, and there was a debate in the church. Um, A man named Nestorius was coming along and saying, you know, we call Mary Theotokos, the God-bearer, the mother of God, but that's not right. She's the Christ bearer because you can't say that she bore God because she's only human and can only give Jesus humanity. And the church meant to discuss this. And, and what this council said is, no, she's the mother of God. She's the bearer of God because Jesus is one person. You can't divide him into two persons. And that person is fully human and fully divine. Now, of course, the divine part of Jesus came from the Holy Spirit, from God, the son taking on human flesh. Jesus, or excuse me, Mary, had no part in making that happen. 
her his human side came from Mary. But the point is, she bore a child, and this child was fully God and fully man. And so the church, from well before the 4th century, called Mary the God-bearer, the Theotokos, the mother of God. Now, if you grew up Protestant like I did, that was something you don't ever say about Mary. And it was usually thought of as, you know, people that say that must think that there's, there's that God came from Mary. And something like Mary's above God. And that is not what it has ever met, meant ever. What it is, it's a truth about Mary that preserves a truth about Jesus. This is what's so cool about this. It's a truth about Mary that that preserves the truth about Jesus. That the one person, Christ, has two natures, fully divine, fully human. And so from the word of Gabriel, from the work of the Holy Spirit, from the testimony of Jesus, from his miracles, his resurrection, his ascension, we know he's divine. That's clear. But when we lift up Mary and remember that she is Theotokos, she is the God-bearer, she is the mother of God. That reminds us that he's fully human. And I talked about this before, how important this is. This is a thread I want to kind of weave through all these episodes that, that we, we contemplate Mary to contemplate, G, to contemplate Jesus. And the main thing Mary helps us contemplate when we contemplate Jesus is to remember that he's absolutely fully, totally human as we are. And through that, all of human life is affirmed and redeemed in Jesus Christ. And when we neglect to contemplate Mary, it's easy to forget this side of Jesus. We probably would never formally deny it or formally completely forget it, but it doesn't kind of play much of a role in our spirituality. But when we remember Mary, when we contemplate Mary, this, this maiden who had this word from Gabriel And Gabriel said, you will bear a son. The Holy Spirit will come on you and you will bear a son. That tells us so much about Jesus and by implication so much about God. Well, I'm going to stop there and we're going to continue this journey thinking about Mary and thinking about what it means for her to be mother of God. God bless and have a great day.